right, hey folks, we are back. We are excited to be back. Uh, Mr. Fig, Mr. Locke. Yeah, yes, yes. It's been so long. Uh, life again got has gotten in the way. Oh, it always does. <laughs> always, get, and it's only going to get more complicated from here. But we're happy to be back with you all tonight, guys. A lot of exciting topics to talk about. But uh, first, let's catch up a bit, man. How you been, dude? Been good, man. Good. The weather's been here. It's been kind of crazy, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but beyond that, you know the. You know, the sun comes up, the moon rises and all that stuff. Man, we keep moving every day. I hear you, man. I actually have not been in Virginia Beach much, so I'm not even, I haven't really even been able to keep up with the weather here. Uh, you know, I was, been, I was away for a week with work. Uh, we were hanging down off of uh, North Carolina, or uh, Onslow Bay, uh, which is Cherry Point, New River Park, North Carolina, doing some work out there. Down there, the weather was uh, pretty consistent. You know, it was pretty sunny in the 70s just about each day. And then from there, I went out to uh, Monterey, California. I visited with uh, with the wifey. Shout out to the wifey real quick. Shout, shout. Listening in Monterey, California. When did uh, the San Francisco thing, which if you ever get a chance, you got to check out San Francisco, man. San Francisco. It's a cool town. Not Monterey. Not Monterey. Monterey is a good town, but That's San Francisco. I'm saying. If, San- I have, if I have one opportunity mm-hmm. to get down to California, which I'd likely to have like one opportunity, okay. then well, am I going to San Diego? Am I going to Monterey? Or am I going to San Francisco? Okay, if you got one opportunity to go anywhere in California, you're not going out of those any of those places. You're going to go to Napa Valley. Napa Valley. All right, you're going to do some wine tasting because that's it, dude. That's all you need. That's it. That's all you need. Man. That's all to do out there. It, in that wine country, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, is I guess. It? I, well, I guess it depends on what you're going out there for. What if you if you're going to California? What do you think would motivate it'd be vacation? You to it'd be like me out there, and you are you, know, with, are, you with, are you with a woman? Are you by yourself? What are you doing? Let's say I'm out there with a cohort, a mate. We're going to go out there. Um, you know, oh, let's say I'm going out there with a female. Are you out there with yeah, a female? yeah, a female. All right, then you need to do what we did. All right, I'm going to tell you what you need. What you need to do. What right? you need to do? How much time? Let's say how much time conceivably do you have? Right, right, we're going to say four days out four days. there. Okay, that's what you need to do because that's what me, uh, me and my wife had was four days. You're going to stay. You're going to stay two nights in San Francisco. All right, you're going to do Fisherman's Wharf. You do the romantic evening out there. Do a little romantic dinner. We went to Budin's. It was a fantastic restaurant. It actually, has a bread factory in the restaurant. It's kind of crazy. But the food was amazing. Great seafood. Great chiapino. I highly recommend it. Chiapino. Then you're going to, so you're going to do that the first night. The next day, you're going to tour San Francisco. You're going to, you're going to ride a trolley. You're going to ride, you're going to, you know, this, you're going to ride a trolley. And you're going to hang out the side, like they do in all the movies, like all like the movies on, and all the TV. Yeah, yeah. All, like all the, like, like Full House. That's right, and, exactly. You're going to do all stuff, the trolleys, like you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit said, would not happen, would change the way of the world. That's right. All right. So you're going you're gonna to hang out the trolley, you're going to take it back down to the wharf, and you're going to catch a ferry out to Sausalito. Sausalitos. Okay. So the whole Bay Area. It's like Italian cousin. It, it is. Because the whole area is a lot like being on the, like the, on the Mediterranean, in the Riviera. Because okay. like Sausalito was like a little town. Like, it reminded me a lot of like being at like Ischia or Capri in Italy. Like it's a it's a it's on the side of a cliff of this like this cliffside town with little shops and whatnot. I'm gonna go there, have a nice little lunch, spend a day there, then do some island hopping because you can catch the ferry over to another island and then go back to San Francisco. And then now we spent our evening. Uh, my wife actually booked us on a dinner cruise. It was a bay tour. Like it was. Took us around the bay doing dancing and stuff, but I did some research. San Francisco has got some sweet nightlife. Just stay away from the gay district. <laughs> Fair enough. But they've got some pretty intense nightlife out there. Um, and then you're gonna take the your last two days. And you're gonna go up to Napa Valley, and you're gonna take the wine train 
Or if you don't want to do the wine train, you just and you, you just pick some wineries and you just go. Just wine, wine hop. So how many wineries are up there? A lot. We're talking like a hundred, at least a hundred or so. A hundred wineries. There's a lot of wineries. It's like you literally you're on this one route, this one road, Route 29, and on both sides of it, as you proceed up this route, is nothing but wineries all the way up. Christ. So Napa is the lowest city, and then Calistoga is the northern city. So. We start off at because you know you know we like that wine Menage a Trois. Yes, yes. That winery is out there, so we went there, started there. Great wines, beautiful views. I mean, you can see you can have a picnic out there, get some cheeses and some meats. Whatever. No, is this the California part of California where marijuana is legal? Uh, I don't know, but maybe, maybe I don't maybe, know. Maybe that's I, a good I, question. I can't take it. I can't use. I know it. you're not allowed to use you, it, but I mean, yeah. it, you know, I mean, are we are we allowed to partake out there? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a very good question. Uh, just claim your glaucoma, and you'll be all glaucoma, right. Glaucoma, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, true that. True so, that. So, so we started at this winery. Then with Marcy picked up a like a, a tour guide book, right? And it had local events, and. It met, and one of the events was a food and wine festival, very similar to what we did over here at the Mocha. So it was ninety five bucks a person. All you can drink wine, like thirty eight wineries there, and then like fourteen chefs from all over Napa. Amazing, and they had couches in the back. So like we ate and drank, got tired, passed out for like thirty minutes, came back and ate and drank some more until the thing shut down. Huh, okay. Awesome. There are just so many good wineries, and if you ever do go, you got to go to Castillo de Amorosa. So this guy, he's from Italy. He's got an Italian descent. He wanted he wanted to make authentic Italian wine. So the way, so he felt the only way he could do that was if he built an authentic Italian castle in the middle of California. He like this castle looks as if it's been there for centuries. It's even got like an old. It's got an old like chapel in it. It's got a bell tower. He's got all kinds of like catacombs in the bottom where he keeps the wine. I mean, this thing is built handmade. It's only a thirty-year-old castle, but it looks like it's been there for centuries. It's absolutely hmm. amazing. Okay. So, folks, if you ever get a chance, do do NorCal, South Cal, SoCal, so played out. Everyone does San Diego. Everyone does LA. All that crap. Remember San Diego's so nice. It's so overcrowded. So, but go up north. Enjoy the beautiful views. Relax, especially if you, if you got a girl with you. You got a girl with you, man. That's that's romance right there. Like panties are dropping like that. <laughs> that's what's speaking my language. <laughs> speaking the language. Oh man. But uh, anyway, so that was that was my trip out there in uh, in in uh, Northern California. It was it was a good time. A uh, great way to spend an anniversary weekend. Yeah, so, man, that's awesome. Congrats. Uh, but the big but the big thing that but some big news. Obviously, a lot happened while we were away. And some of the biggest news is obviously that Prince died. So we want to give take a moment and say uh, rest in peace to him. Big respect. I mean, what do you uh, comments? Oh man, um, when Prince died, when I heard about it, mm-hmm. I was at work, and um, one of my team members walked up to me and said, "Yo, Prince died." I'm like, "Stop playing." Yeah. And it it kind of it took me back, and it actually it hurt my feelings for a couple of minutes. Like yeah. my feelings were hurt for a couple of minutes. You know, I I. I valued Prince higher than I than I value Michael Jackson. Sure, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of and that's a that's a give and take battle. There's people out there that think that believe Michael Jackson's the greatest, and they believe Michael Jackson's the greatest in their heart. To me, I always felt like Prince is kind of the greatest. He arranged, he produced, he played. I mean, he was pretty much a genius with instruments as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, platinum record at the age of nineteen. I mean, this guy, he's doing platinum records in R&B before anybody else was, really was. And, you know, and just the idea that and the mystique around this guy where he he has 
thousands of hours of music still left that's oh, in like vault, tucked yeah. in his vault yeah. you know and it's it's all that you know and it's still pretty much a mystery on how he died there's unconfirmed reports that you know it was drug overdose mm-hmm. on painkillers saw him at the local Walgreens I can't picture Prince at a Walgreens but then I have to think that he's a man he's he a normal pants, guy like yeah. everybody else he puts his pants on one leg at a time <laughs> uh, my wife and I once caught, saw a Puff Daddy getting his mail in Miami so it happens. People Wait a minute. You saw him getting his mail at his house. Yes. That's different. And Star Island. Yeah. But still. That's different. He, so Star Island. He's rich. I imagine him sending the help out to get his mail. But not it's Star P. Island. Not P. Diddy getting up with his hair all out of whack. And his but it's Star Island. All the, rich people, all the rich folk live on that little island so they can live normal lives out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that, that doesn't. Fair. No. If I saw Diddy in Walmart, that's why I'm pumping the brakes. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, that's Diddy at Walmart. He's getting some Cheerios. Holy shit. He gets E's Cheerios like me. You know what I mean? That's, that's where it's next level. That's where it's next level. You know what I mean? Prince, they, like, I eat Cheerios. He eats Cheerios. Cheerios. We're oh, the same, man. He's my boy. You know? No. Like, Prince was at Walgreens, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, you know, he found him dead in his elevator's house. Yeah, I heard. He, so. Well, you know, I guess the reports is he was addicted, getting pre-addicted to painkillers, which seems to be a sad story these days with Hollywood. Which is kind of unfortunate. And what's even more unfortunate is, like, this is, like, the fourth or fifth guy we've seen pass in the last three or four months who's only in his 50s. Like, he, yeah. He's not old. Not at stretch. all. Not at all. And he, like, he was in great health. Yeah. He had, he had, a, he had a concert, like, a month ago. He performed. He looked in great health. Yep. He performed. You know? I mean, it, it's a shame because Prince was a genuinely a nice person. Yeah. He never did anything, like, you could tell he never did anything evil. And then, like I said, beyond his... The so music world lost a genius. What's, what's your favorite song of his? Oh my gosh! Oh man! Had to pick one. Um, I want to be your lover. Mm, nice. Can't go wrong with that, you know. Um, I know people will say Purple Rain, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm more of a B side guy. I like the B side hits of most people. I like the hits that people don't really like. You know, those are Want to Be Your Lover. Um, I'm all called a zone. Um, she's um, darling, Nikki. That's a yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah. Um, you know, he's. So my my favorite and it's it, it's my favorite for a different re- for not so much because the song is nec- I feel the song is necessarily great, but I have fond memories related to the song. That's Kiss, Ooh. and one of my favorite memories in that song is karaoke two thousand and three. Uh, me, Scredge, and D's Nuts go, <laughs> and I think even I think even uh, Madristry was there too. We went out to um, Jewish Mother. This wow, is, high. This still, is a throwback. Yeah, this when is, it was when still, still at the beachfront beach okay. uh, on Laskin, just off Laskin, at, at the beachfront on Atlantic and Laskin. Uh, and they had a karaoke night. It was a Sunday night, Sunday and there was a decent yeah, crowd. And there was this one girl in there. She was so hot. And it was so weird. We couldn't tell if she was actually with this, this couple guys that she was hanging out with or not, but super hot. And I decided I, you know, I was going to go up and do some karaoke. I decided to kiss. And you know, you know me. I like to shape my booty when I go when I when I do my karaoke. I like to get a little carried away. But I put I so I got up there dancing, doing my thing. And she came up and got on stage with me, and danced with me. And this girl is so hot. She's up there dancing with me. And at the end of the song, she made out with me. Like you know, because the word you know, because it ends on oh, kiss. Damn. And she made out with me right there on stage. And I think I remember thinking to myself, I should have gotten her number before I left that place. Hell yeah. But I was, again, I was young and stupid. Young, and stupid. Didn't know how to read. Fear. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fear. But uh, that because of that, Kiss is by and far one of my favorite, favorite songs. And even to this day, I still do. Uh, well, not to this day, but I haven't done it in a very long time. But I would, do kiss, I would do karaoke to Kiss a lot because it got me so much attention. But, yeah, I mean, it's a shame that he's gone. 
uh, it's a shame that he had to, he had to pass so young. Um, it you know it's 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 just too bad. Yeah, music a lot of great. Look, music a lot of great. Lot lost a great. Yes, it did. Now, I gotta ask, did you hear about the the that douchebag Justin Bieber? What he wrote about Prince? No. What did he write? I don't remember who. Somebody wrote uh, on Twitter that like a great artist has passed, and Justin Bieber's contribution to the conversation was well, not the last great artist. Implying that he was Bieber, yeah. shut your face. Yeah, I swear. It's really kind of. I saw. I heard that this morning on um, on um, Hollywood Babylon. It was really. Important. I tell you what, Bieber may be a white person, but he does a lot of dumb ghetto black crap, and that's definitely classified in that. Like saying no, something I, like that is dumb. Don't call him dumb and ghetto and black. Just call him dumb and just dumb. It's, it's what I would see. It has nothing to do with color. It's you would just, you would typically see somebody. You would see like a a person of black race on media takeout. Say some dumb crap like that. In this case, y'all don't know, Locke is black, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, dog. So I there's mean, no... This isn't, not, this isn't two white guys saying this. Bieber! <laughs> what are you doing? Bieber, shut your face, man. That's yeah. like the worst thing. They're like, you just... Oh, Bieber. Oh, Biebs. Oh, you know they say? Douchebagginess has no limits. Oh, Biebs. You're doing such good this year. You're doing so good this year. Just because the guy has a pretty decent album does not mean he's doing so well. Hey, hey, you liked it. I do like it. I'm not going to lie. I he like liked it. it. I so, like, I mean, he was doing all right. Don't remind me. All right. Let's <laughs> move on. Um, so, we got, so while we were away, some new trailers popped. Uh, I think for me, the one I got most excited about was the new X-Men Apocalypse trailer. I'm a huge fan of the X-Men. Was, I love what they did with uh, A Few Days of Future Past. I was ex- extremely excited when they took on uh, Apocalypse. But one of the kind of the tableau things, not tableau, but kind of one of the mysteries tableau. surrounding tableau, this Rob movie Lowe. was, was Wolverine going to be in this film? Uh, there was, you know, unconfirmed reports that he was on set. You know, Brian Singer kind of played around with it a little bit. And then, spoilers, newest trailer comes out and we see the adamantium claws. Now, is he wearing the brown and yellow outfit or is he wearing that black leather getup? That's a good question. We don't know because uh, he's never worn it at all in a series, and, and he yeah, should. And in the Wolverine, the last movie at the end, it was a cut scene. But he, you know, if you own the Blu-ray, he gets the the the, the brown and yellow costume. Mm-hmm. So, be, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think he'll he'll be in the costume. That's one thing that this this that, that what's interesting about Fox and X Men is they've they've kind of decided to stay away a lot from the costumes. Yeah, can, I know. But it, whereas you know Marvel seems to embrace the costumes a lot more, um, but it, I mean, it, I, for me, when I saw that, I it, I was super excited. I, I I don't know, like for me, it's not an X Men movie unless Wolverine is in it. I just don't simply. I don't. First off, I don't get excited about Scott Summers. I think Cyclops is lame. Um, well, that's that. Well, that Cyclops sucks. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, it's gonna be. Well, I always like Cyclops, yeah. but Cyclops and the early Cyclops and the old X Men movies. And now this guy Klopp's right here, Kid Scott Summers. Yeah, he sucks too. Yeah. So I mean, it's not. Uh, uh, I'm not. I mean, I'm not entirely excited about Storm. She's okay. You know, I like Storm. Yeah, I must say I don't like her. She's I'm just, hot, but she doesn't excite me. Sil- she's hotter Olivia than she was hot, she's hotter than Holly Berry. A Storm. Oh yeah, agreed. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Munn as Psylocke is sexy. I'm, right. I'm not gonna lie about that. It's I mean, okay. I, I wouldn't mind seeing her again. I do like you know, Mac Mac Mac. What's his name? Mac Mac. Mac, 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 Mac. I can The guy is playing. Mac, 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 Mac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guy is playing Professor X, uh, and, yeah, yeah. and Michael Fassbender as well. They're always good. In these yeah, movies. they're always great. They're but fine. For me, it's not a good X Men. It's not an X Men movie unless without Hugh them. Jackman and without Wolverine. Dude. Well, I, I'm all right. I don't need yeah? Hugh Jackman. I don't need really? Hugh Jackman. Uh, you I don't. You say that. I don't need Hugh Jackman. Uh, Michael Fassbender, 
Professor Xavier, I'm good with those. Yeah. I like the guy who plays Beast. Fantastic. Um, like I said, uh, I'm digging. I love Jennifer Lawrence. She's good. I like Jennifer that. Lawrence, she isn't crying. Hopefully, she won't cry in this film. Yeah. But I think in her contract, every film she does, she cries. Katniss Everdeen. She will, every, <laughs> she will cry in every movie she ever does. I swear she will. She's not a movie without Lauren, without her crying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Storm looks hot. You know what I mean? I think... Uh, I'm not excited for it, I guess. I'm not excited for it, really. The Definitely Storm looks awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. Storm looks great. So you like, don't, you're not... I mean, you don't think... Uh, Angel, Boy, Archangel looks like shit. Uh, what's his... The guy that plays Apocalypse. He was just in Force Awakens. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a good actor, but yeah. he's gonna he's gonna play... Apocalypse, which is not going to... Apocalypse is not going to... Unless Apocalypse comes out to be some major, like, acting genius here and shows me something <laughs> brand new. I don't expect, like, a major acting job from Apocalypse. Just give me a deep voice and scary shit. Chris Can, Isaac, is that his name? Yeah, Chris... Not Chris Isaac. That might be... Oscar Isaac. Oscar, 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 Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, Chris yeah. Isaac's the singer. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm not... Eh, okay. whatever. Fair, fair. Fair enough. Um, Dr. Strange broke... I gotta say, like again, this is a Marvel character that, for me, this is a Marvel character I never really had a great attachment to. I mean, I know who he is, uh, but just not something I was clamoring for. No one. But again, no one Marvel's is. Marvel's doing it again. No They're one bringing is out, uh, bringing a character out that no one's asking. No for. No one was. But <laughs> there Benger, was never a beckoning. <laughs> but Benjamin Cumberbatch. They found like, the best actor possible. Yeah. <laughs> as, I mean, this 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 trailer looks so. This teaser really. This teaser looks so awesome. And Benjamin Cumberbatch just looks amazing as Doctor Strange. What's better is I think what goes to says about his character as well. He went to a comic book store in New York City dressed as Doctor Strange and bought Doctor Strange comics. How cool is that? If you're at this comic book store and like Benjamin Cumberbatch dressed as Doctor Strange. First and foremost, Benjamin Cumberbatch was in a comic book store. You call all your friends. You call everybody you damn know. Red alert. Come down to Planet Comics. <laughs> He's here. Please, Lord. Get here quickly. I mean, no one's beckoning for a Doctor Strange movie. So, I mean, I'm very indifferent about that. It's kind of like, sure. cool, I'm going to yeah. watch it. It'd be like saying, like, no, that's for a Green Lantern movie. Yeah, yeah. But if they had Denzel Washington play Green, play Green Lantern, yeah, yeah. god damn. Like, everybody in their woodwork would be like, oh, I got to see this movie. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> they, like, they found the cream of the crop ever person mm-hmm. to play Green Lantern, you know, to do it. I mean, they found the cream of the crop. And I mean, it's going to be awkward I guess if you see him, like Fessbender, if you pit him to add him to the X Men movies, mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be weird to see what actors are gonna like keep up to their acting prowess of Fessbender and yeah, like Fessbender yeah. and Cumberbatch because them guys are really good actors, you know, and it's it's gonna be weird. Yeah, it's gonna be weird, but you know, like I said, like you said, the comparison to like. The whole um, Inception, because he's like, this world's being turned upside down. This yeah, monk yeah. is like showing him the Matrix, essentially. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. show me more. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, holy Teach crap. Me. Teach me. He's showing like a whole new world. And it's, you know what I mean? Like, holy crap, man. It's, it's going to be yeah. interesting. I think, but I think they perfectly, to me, they perfectly encapsulated everything about who that character is. Because, you know, magic is something that doesn't get explored very often in superhero films. It's no. kind of, they're kind of treading on new territory. Because it's easier, it's easy to like scientifically explain all the other crap. Magic is something wholly different. It's illusional. They, yeah, they, they touched on it a little that. bit with Scarlet Witch and the Avengers films, but now they're going to really obviously really expand on it with, with Doctor Strange. So I'm excited. I even picked up my very first Doctor Strange comic book last week. It was good. It's got you. It was good. It's got it's you. Good. Hook, line, I got, and I got, Yeah, they do. They, they take, take my money, Marvel. You, take you know what I mean? Oh, one thing we didn't talk about movie trailer. They did release another um, Suicide Squad trailer. 
And, really? Yeah, it's the newest one, and they talked about, and like they showed some new scenes. Like the the new, all, with the, with the, I know there's one, the new one that had all the more Batman in it. It had more Batman and more Joker in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they showed the Joker face kind of like, I forgot the name of the Joker series, but it's Joker where his face is kind of like disease off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. for based off that, it's causing like a comic strip of saying like, well, people are saying if they use that Joker, that Joker's immortal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, in the comic strip, he releases gas and... Gotham, like they mm-hmm. always do, yeah, yeah. you know, and and it makes them all go insane, laugh to death. Well, apparently, I guess he gets infected by it, and then he gets like some kind of serum or something to cure himself of it. But it like scars him really bad, but it also makes him immortal. Huh? Interesting. You know what I mean? So it's really uh, that's where I'm. I'm just telling you right now, Suicide Squad is the movie I'm just looking forward to so much. I'm because I'm, looking- I'm just I just don't know what they're gonna do, and I yeah. want to see how because this universe is tying in with the Batman because the Batman yeah. Superman movie. Was so left so bad, so tasteless right now, and a lot of people don't yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah, I right. liked it, but I mean, people didn't like it, and I want to see how they're going to tie this movie. Yeah. with that, you know, I gotta say, the more I see, the more I see a Suicide Squad, the more I, the more I excited I get for seeing this film. I'm, I've always been on board with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I think she's awesome, and I think she's a good. good I'm getting fit. on board with Will Smith. Yeah, I'm getting on board with Will Smith. I, uh, I'm actually getting a little. I'm a little more interested in Jared Leto's Joker. I'll yes. be honest. When I first saw the images, I was not entirely excited about it. It seemed very Latino gangster with all the tattoos and everything. <laughs> Latino gangster. Uh, I looked. I was like, maybe. Hey, or, uh, or, uh, like, uh, I was like, uh, when, when did Sublime become the Joker? Is kind of what was my was my take on it. It's that laugh he does yeah. when you hear him, man. That's the, the, the best. laugh is good. It's just when I first saw him, the, the, I was like, why is a punk rock band member going to be the Joker? That's going to be a combination of all of them. Yeah. But we'll but, see. But at any rate, I am more excited to see in Suicide Squad. Good segue or not segue. But good thing to mention here too, the new rumor that the new the new the new Batman movie that Ben Affleck is writing and proceeding going to direct apparently is going to have all the Batman villains in it. They are currently right now filming Justice League. Yes, I know that. What I'm talking about they like, might not know that. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the, new, the the Batman movie that Ben Affleck is writing is going to have all the Batman villains in it, which makes me wonder if they're going to use the Hush storyline, which actually has all the Batman villains in it. And the, uh, if you've never, re- if you're not familiar with Hush, I've actually never read it, but I'm familiar with it enough to know that Hush is about. There's another rich child of Gotham, if you will, who eventually, who started off as a best friend of Bruce Wayne, but slowly begins to go insane and tries to and tries to kill Bruce Wayne to take over his life. And somehow, and amongst inside that story, all of the Batman villains are entwined in that in that storyline. So. And it could be an interesting, an interesting movie. Very interesting. So, uh, one thing I do since we're on the topic of movies, I want to segue into the Jungle Book, which I did see. I saw it while I was gone. Uh, if you have not seen the Jungle Book, you want to see um, the most visually amazing film since Avatar. John Favreau directed it. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta check out Jungle Book. John Favreau. What John Favreau has done with that movie is masterful. He's such a great director, but he's a shitty actor now. Yeah, but you gotta make he makes up for it. You ever seen the movie Chef? Yeah. Trash. Chef was good, dude. Trash. Really? I thought Chef Trash. was really good. All right, whatever. But he, g- great director, either way. <laughs> but what he what he what he has done with the Jungle Book is just I love John Lugazano. Go uh, go check out. I mean, if if you thought Avatar was visually amazing in 3D, you've got to see the Jungle Book. It, it it takes that and elevates it to a new level. The animals are extremely convincing. The voice work is fantastic. The story. Is much better than what I think the original one is. It had a little more purpose, and it's a lot more violent than I. They're saying this movie might be the highest grossing movie of the year. 
That's, like it's like a lot of people are watching. That. I don't think so. I think Civil War is going to destroy that number personally. But the as far as this movie goes, it's it's a really good movie, and the animals are. I mean, the uh, I was surprised at how adult this film was. I mean, there's no there's only two musical numbers in the entire film. And that's Bare Necessities wah, and wah. I Want to Be Like You, which is uh, Baloo or was it the King? Whatever his name is, can't remember. Uh, the orangutan played by. Um, uh, shit, Christopher Walken. So if you want to hear if you want to hear Christopher Walken singing, <laughs> I want to be like you. You've got to check out this movie. That's funny. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I uh, want to be like you. Well, the original Jungle Book, the original book book, like before Disney took yeah, yeah, it yeah. over, yeah. was a violent. Well, was it really? I never read the story. Yeah, the original story has the kid eventually at the very, very end. Yeah. The kid goes back to his village that cast him off as a baby. That's what I've heard. And those yeah. kids and the animals go back and kill the people in the village. Really? Yes. Wow. Stories back now, then were check sweet. This out. This is, now, this is, sweet now, endings. Now this, now, this is interesting, too. So, uh, Idris Elba did the voice work for yes. Shao Kahn. Yes. Which, he was great. Don't get me wrong. But every time I saw that damn tiger... I felt like it should have been Benjamin Cumberbatch's voice. Oh, no. And guess what? Warner Brothers originally was going to do a prequel to The Jungle Book. Yeah. but And guess who they were going to cast? Cumberbatch. For Cumberbatch. And I was like, that's the one thing I wish that they had done. Because I, don't get me wrong, I love Idris Elba, but Benjamin Cumberbatch's voice is so powerful. Unfortunately, these dream roles are like we like these movies would be great with people. Like I said, Batman Superman would have been better if Bryan Cranston was Lex Luthor. We can't get everything we want, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. actors won't give us everything we want. <laughs> give us everything we want, man, please. <laughs> like every time, every time he opened his mouth, I was expecting Cumberbatch's voice, and I got Idris Elba, and I was like, that's still good. It's but... still good, but it ain't the same. It's not. It's not the same effectiveness. I know. All right, uh, let's talk a little briefly before uh, we move on to was a much heavier topic. <clears throat> How's the cards? Yeah, you've been. Uh, I know. Th- Yes, this I know this, the fifth season's been gone for a while now, but you have caught up for the most part. I think you're halfway through season five. What are your, I mean, general impressions, man? How do you like the show? The show is a much, it is a must watch if you have Netflix. Now, warning. The first two seasons, fantastic. Manipulation. Deceit. There's, there's like every episode, you're like, I gotta see what's gonna happen next. Oh my God, this is good. Oh my God, and you're watching it. This is good stuff. This is politics. This is like, you makes you wonder, like, some things you see in, in like, in the real world, you makes you think, like, does it really go down like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. does it go down like this? Like, do people use their control to really get stuff like that? To manipulate people out like that? And we get stories of the press. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. to make, you know, to get more pull and it's that. But then the last two seasons, you know, there, it slows down. A little bit. It slows down a little bit on the manipulation, and you have to kind of find a new way to kind of pull yourself through. You know, um, yeah. What, what's the main actor's name? It's um, uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey does a fantastic job. He's it, it's great. It, it's like how he does it, and he's acting on it. He got older in the middle of the move, in the middle of the show, which is kind of well, weird. You know, being he went from having black ages, hair to like yeah, pretty present. He aged within like like. It seemed like an episode. Yeah, that's kind of true. He used to do an episode. Like, in one episode, he's like, he's black hair and he has gray hair. And you're like, what just happened? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what just happened here? But, um, beyond that, I mean, it's the most watched year of Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm definitely trying to power myself through it. Yeah. Um, I hope Netflix has more engaging shows to watch on there because I'm sad. And if I finish this on there, what Netflix has to offer for well, me. Well, I think the next thing I have to look forward to after this is, um, Luke Cage comes out in September. 
That's still a long time. That's a long way to go. That is. I think Jessica is Jessica Jones come on before that, or is that? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, geek news, real quick. Netflix greenlit Punisher miniseries, dude. Really? Yes. So how the hell are they gonna pull all this mess, dude? I don't know, but they're doing it. You have to give me Netflix. Will have to give me a series per season. Yeah, yeah. Like spring. Summer, <laughs> fall, like you better keep it going because if you're gonna Dude. give me Daredevil, you're gonna be Punisher, you're gonna be the Iron Fist, yep. you're gonna give me Luke Cage, you're gonna be Jessica Jones, which is pretty much connection of Luke oh, wait. Cage. Hold on, but not only that, Marvel's about to own Netflix because now that Stop you have that. that, don't say don't, that. I'm gonna tell you what. Hold on, here's why. Because no. Daredevil, all right. So Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. You have all those shows, and then they make up the Defenders, which is already getting its own show. So Marvel's gonna pretty much have all the main all the shows on Netflix here pretty but soon. But I, I appreciate Netflix Marvel because Netflix Marvel is adult Marvel. Oh yeah, hands down. Agree. There's no there's no kids clamoring to watch Daredevil. It yeah. ain't happening. You know what I mean? The kids aren't clamoring to watch Jessica Jones yeah. drink and curse all the episode. It ain't happening. And fuck. Yeah. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate all of Marvel's doing for my net for my Marvel watching ability. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, based off comics that we're talking about, did you watch last Monday's uh, Gotham? Last Monday's or this one, the one that just came on just last night? Just one came on last night. Yes, with, his, with Ezreal. Dude! Oh, that was so good. What? My only problem is that, like... What? I didn't... I, I, it's kind of neat that they gave made Ezreal the inspiration of Bruce Wayne for Batman. Batman? Right. But in the comics... Batman is the inspiration, inspiration for Azrael. I know. I'm like, oh, come on. It's Guys. So, I'm like, yo, so wait a minute. You're telling me this dude is a monster, bro? Like, yeah, this yeah. guy, <laughs> this dude is an absolute beast. He's not, he's kicking doors in there. Or like, like, he's kicking doors in. He's climbing up walls. I mean, this guy's supreme killer. Mm-hmm. This guy's running for governor? Running yeah. for mayor? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this well, dude's... He was. He was. <laughs> now in he's life. dead and brought back In another life. life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's like dead and he's back to life and... And is that I'm like what I mean this it is bringing a whole another world now you got the the Riddler trying to figure out what's happening there mm-hmm. what's happening there so I don't know how that's going to turn out but you I, know love, I, mean? I love how he's manipulating the inmates <laughs> inside Arkham Asylum it's and so that, funny it was so great when like I love that conversation with him and um, Doctor Strange uh, Hugo Hugo Strange they're sitting there he's you know Hugo Strange thinks he's got the upper hand on the Riddler and Riddler's like oh no people all have stories like he and he goes around he's got every single person pegged. And he knows how to work every, every single, single one person. Of them. But I would say, if not, if as good, it may be even better than Strange. You know, Strange manipulates him from a different angle of like how he can use. He's them. in control of the place, so he can manipulate yeah, them. But like the fact that he's been in there and now has he knows everybody's head, stories, like, so he could make he is, everybody work for him yeah, if he needs the, to. It's TV. I, I would actually argue he's the intellectual match to Strange. Hugo I mean, Strange. He was, a forensic, he was a forensic psychologist for crying out loud. It's so. like holy Christ! Like yeah. the Riddler is the coolest person I've ever seen. Like yeah, yeah. this Riddler should be like <laughs> this Riddler is awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then like you see. The penguin, mm-hmm. he's still, dude. Throw the bodies out. Yep. Uh, throw the bodies out, Riddler. Why are you? Why? Yep. Why? Now, what part of me wonders if the next villain they're going to show is the Mad Hatter because yeah, because you know he's dead. He's had the, books and, and he's, he's had the book and he's like, what about Alice in Wonderland? I was like, oh, I wonder if his Mad Hatter's coming next. That'd be so yes, sweet. he did. He started laughing. He's like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is so funny. He's like, I'm like a kid in Christmas. Yep. <laughs> Trying to decide on what personality, what stories I'm going to give people because now yeah. he can bring people back from the dead. Yep. What is this, which Hugo means, Strange? Which now, re- now, now we know that, that means this that kid Joker, Joker could be realistic. Yeah. But kid Joker is kid Joker. He won't be an adult. 
they don't grow. They don't age as they get no, older. No, but still, I mean, do we, they? But we, but we at will least they? know that he'll. Ex- we know that he'll, that Jerome will be back. Well, in some capacity, yeah, in some way or shape. And I'm happy to see that like Master Bruce is not young Master really anymore. He's he's pretty tall. Yeah, he's starting to age. He's, he's getting he's getting, little, he's getting taller. I like I liked how that he was kind of like he started you know bowing up to the captain. I like that you you begin to see like he like Jim Gordon has to work outside the law to get things done because the system. Doesn't, let, let, him do let, it, doesn't right. let him do what he needs to do, and he's trying to convey like Bruce. Sometimes you got to work outside the system, and that's to part to me plays into his psyche of Batman, like because he's so pissed. It's just, like I don't understand why you're not arresting this guy. Like why have you right? But down then there? he asked him to kill him. Yeah, he asked him to kill somebody. He's like master. He's like Bruce. I will never kill somebody. Yeah. I haunt. You should never do that. Yeah, and he's kind of like all right. Yeah, you got to be somebody. better than that. And I like how right. that plays in the psyche of okay. I need to, I need to bring justice to the city. But I need, and I, I have, I can, I have to work outside the law, but I still have to work within the realms of some kind of morality, you know. And so I, that's this show is so great, man. It's so great, yeah. man. So good. So now, good. I'm, I'm, the only thing I'm curious about is how is Barbara Barbara Keen going to still play in this? Because for a while there, she looked like she was cured. She was kind of like acting normal. Then you see her with um, the remote control, yeah, just clicking, clicking nonstop. And she's making a drink. She's got a giant cleaver. She's kind of a little unhinged. So again, her character for me is very up and down. The minute I start kind of getting back in, into her character again, she starts doing something. And I'm just kind of like, okay, can we okay. get, can we shake this character? Yeah, it's, you know. it's I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I miss Lee. I miss her. I miss her so much. I know she's a baby mama now, and she's got stuff to do outside the the show, but still, come back. That's why I just watch her on Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it once. I haven't watched it again since I got I've it. I got it. it digitally on uh, iTunes now. Okay. So I, I, right, I, I, so. I watched it. Um, cool. So let's uh, all right. Let's move on. Uh, we'll talk. I want to talk a little bit about generation generational weakness, if you will. So you and I had a conversation not too long ago. This wasn't on our podcast, but we were talking about you were ha- like you like the. We're at the week, it's the weekend of the soup festival. Yeah, the she crowd. Exactly. You were having issues with some of the folks working for you. Uh, you know, not basically for lack of a better term, being lazy, not really putting forth a, a, a strong work ethic. Uh, talking to my sister over the weekend, she conveyed that she has a guy that works for her, who again doesn't really think through his actions, tries to take the easy way out all the time. Uh, someone you got to guess, she has to constantly keep on top of. And then I've com- expressed some difficulty with some of the guys that work for me and how I have to walk them through everything, how I have to constantly be on them. So it's kind of provoked this, you know, this – I know it's a topic that a lot of people have probably talked about already, but this generational millennial, this millennial generation, like the differences between our generation and their generation, and what's sad is we're not that far removed from the millennials because like the, the millennial we're far, generation we're, starts we're, at 83. I don't know, man. We're – it's – we're – it's, it's different. The reason why I want to bring it up is I read an interesting article today by Angela Duckworth on CNN. She's a PhD in psychology, and she wrote an article, Why Millennials Seen a Struggle in the Workforce. And one of the things that she, she identified was this idea of grit. Uh, being like Grit being your ability to persevere, your ability to meet challenges, your drive, uh, your determination. That's grit. So, like, you know, people would – you can associate grit with, the like, the World War II generation or the baby boomer generation. People who knew that you had to work hard to get to where so you had to be some – you have to work hard to get what you want. Nothing comes easy. You know, you fall down, you get back up again. That mentality. Uh, you know, 
Where and, and what she found in her study was that each generation, you know, has a little less grit than the one that comes before it. So, like people sixty or older have more grit than the fifty year olds, and the fifty year olds have more grit than the forty year olds, and so on and so on. So, I don't know, man. What do, I mean, what do you think? I mean, let's uh, let's kind of stop there and let's get into the discussion and see what like your thoughts. It's a really interesting subject because if you look on the onset of it, you could say that. Yeah, per every 10 years, a generation, like, it's like the saying goes where people are like, man, they'll make men like they used to. Sure. Yeah, or back in my day. Yeah. You know, and things were harder back then. You know, things, the technological age has essentially made people less dependent on true grit. You know what I mean? Back in the day, <laughs> let's, well, let me take it back. We're talking about when we were 18, mm-hmm. there weren't cell phones. Right. There were pagers, which that means you – to make a phone call, if you're out and about, you have to do the due diligence to let whoever you're with, let them know where you're going to be, how long you'll be there, all right? And if they did want to re- reach you, you had to pay for it. You had a pager yep. if you pay for a pager. And the pager, you get paged unless you had money to get to a pager. Some people did. Some people did it. I did not. Yep. Um, but if I got paged, I have to have money, change. So I had to be sure to carry change. <laughs> Find a payphone yep. to call that person yep. within time, allotted time, if they're near a phone, where a phone they might be at, to talk to them, to know whatever. Now it's like a simple text, bam, 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 boom, 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 boom. Um, you're talking about, and especially back in the day, too, you have a lot of people there with college educations. People feel that I go to school. If I, if I graduate high school, I go to college, I should get six feet of salary automatically. Yeah. And then I should be, I should be, boom, well on my way, a perfect life. It doesn't work like that. Because now, in this time of age, there's so many colleges out now. Yeah. Not like you're talking about in this area alone, you got, you got Old Dominion, you got, and you got Old Dominion, you got Norfolk State, right? Hampton. Then, yeah, and you got Hampton, right? TCC. Boom. Then you got TCC. Christopher Newport. Christopher Newport. Then you're talking about, then you got Thomas the Nelson. Thomas Nelson. Right. You just keep Mary. Mary. <laughs> it just within reach of us right here. Yeah. And then you're talking about, you got the lower class ones. Sent, like the, 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 like the two year college. You get to go for call for two and a half years paid. ECPI. ECPI. ITT. Yeah. Tech. Um, what else? Uh, wow. There's, there's all those. Yeah, there's a lot of You know trade, about? Trade, there's trade schools. A lot of trade schools. So there's so many opportunities for this. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. Back in the day, you may have had the you had the beer colleges whatever, but I guess like I wonder if I had a stat for how much has the has there increased college people going to college or not? You know what I mean? Because a lot of people they found a way like your father found his way, like you said he had to work at he had to, he had to get a job to afford enough money to come to the states to join the military. Yeah, right. <clears throat> that's grit. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Because that's a lot of grit. Because most people nowadays would be like, oh, I got to do all that. Fuck that. I'll just work over here in this like, restaurant here and be mm-hmm. done. You know, me, me personally, I showed a level of grit by I didn't go to college, but I have in the restaurant business. I've worked in the restaurant business going on 20, almost 20 years, you know, and I've been in, I've been in restaurant management itself since what I was 20. Yeah, so I was twenty. I was a member of management, and I've been I've been in management member of management for about fifteen years. You know, and I've worked my way up, learning through life lessons. I've failed. I've learned through failures. 
a lot of times the generation now, as I call it, the generation now, because they want something now, yeah. they fail, and they'll know to get back on the horse. They fail, and they find something new. They don't realize that, hey, maybe you failed. It's not because you, you're bad at it. Maybe you're just not ready. You're not there yet. Yeah. Try maturity, again. Maybe a maturity thing or something. Maturity thing. Maybe a maturity thing. Maybe a knowledge thing. Hey, man, boom, you learned. Hey, try it again. You'll get it. Yeah. You'll you'll succeed what you want to keep trying. And a lot of these millennials now, they're like, well, boom, you know what? I can find what I need on the phone. Or there's so many cheap uh, ways of having jobs. YouTube, yeah. YouTubers, Twitch, um, reality TV shows. I live a normal life. They film me acting up. Yeah. I made all this money. You're talking about Paris Hilton used to make thousands of dollars to show up at a nightclub just to show up? She didn't host. She just showed up, man. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's definitely a, there's definitely a, a cultural segment to it. Uh, we definitely dis, I think we definitely tend to display to youth these days that if you if you do a podcast or a YouTube show or then you can make millions of dollars, you know, playing video games or something like that. And guess and what? Some that's, people do. That's, that's one in a million. And people. yes, there is there that's, is very. It's a very slim amount. Like there's yeah. there are like the when you talk about Twitch people. I mean, there's a lot of people on Twitch, and it's true. But like. Of all the Twitch streamers, there is like a couple that make a lot. There's only one PewDiePie, man. Yeah, there's only it's, one. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, it's, it's like everyone. It's like people that watch actors and actresses. You know, they they see an actor and actress say, "Well, I want to be, I an, be actor, an actor." actor, and actor. Yeah. And actress. Let me tell you, like the people that are like A list celebrities, that's that one in a hundred thousand, hundred million people that showed up for an audition and did and did well. And they got it. And not only that, yeah. they jumped on the right role. Yeah. With the right director, at the right time, with the right script, yeah, at the right time. It's hard to line yeah. like that. There's a reason why not every every movie, is, not every actor gets an Academy Award because a lot of times, most of your Academy Award winners are folks at exactly that point. They have to be the right actor at the right time in the right movie with the right director. It's the same thing with football with, with sports stars. Oh yes, there are there are football, baseball, basketball stars that can be part of one organization. That do not do well. Yep. And then they get traded to another organization and it just happens to be the right manager, the right coach. Yep. Oh, yes. The right salary. Oh, yes. And the right training. Yep. And the right motivation. Stars. Boom. They're stars. It yep. happens. And then they leave that place yep. and then they're trash again. Exactly. And they don't realize it's, it. They, like, I'm not, not saying that it's all chance. I'm just saying that like you're going to have to hit a lot of bumps in the road. But grit is – but grit and success is definitely – there's definitely an 80-20 curve to that. Yeah. 80% your perseverance, your dedication, right, how exactly. much you put yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. And 20% is chance of luck. If you have the right person believing in you, Absolutely. seeing you succeed, saying like this guy could do it. Yeah. Cuz yes, there are there are times, there are times in my past where I've worked and I'm look, I'm like, dude, does anybody see me work? Yeah. Is no. anybody see me? And sometimes you don't see it. You yeah, I know yeah. you've been there too. Yep. You know, you're like, "Look, man, is anybody see me doing this? I'm busting my ass." No one's seen me do this. this. is crazy. But you know what? You didn't say, like, you know what? Pff, forget this job. Or, you know what? Fuck my job. I'm not going to do it hard. I'm not going to work as hard as I did before. But, no. So it, it, this kind of gets to a conversation I was having with like, uh, a couple of fellows uh, when I was, uh, I was at work um, on my work trip. And we were talking about just the different generations. We were talking about uh, one of the big things that came up was the well, kind of the welfare, the welfare generation. You know, part of this millennial generation is also a, a a really high dependence on welfare, and you know, there's a lot of different reasons for it. It's a complex issue. It's not an easy issue at all. But we were talking about how there are some people out there who just who were never raised on to do to do better. They were never they never saw an exa- a shining example that they can emulate to get themselves out of the situation they're in. But a part of me also thinks too is there's a, and, and there's a problem in this generation that again seeks the easiest way to the solution. 
they're not willing to work hard to do the hard work. They're not willing to, you know, for example, if you're that guy who has is in a single parent home, whose you know mom works three jobs so that you can go to school and do everything you can, it's easy to fall in the trap of well, it's easier for me to just you know, live off, live off welfare or whatever the case. That's easy. It's what I know. It's what I'm comfortable with. It's how I live my life. It's easy to fall back into that trap. It's difficult to go to school and do well and get scholarships and to go like to work your way through college and to or work your way, or work your way up from the bottom of the job to make to you know to be the the best performer and to be the boss. Though that that takes a lot of work. It takes you to break out of your comfort zone. Oh yes. And to 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 be the best. You know, and a lot of people they just don't want to do that. They're, they're some people aren't, and so, a lot of people aren't about change. Yeah, like I can, for, I'll give you my example. You mentioned my dad. You know, if my dad were to look around him in the place that he grew up, it's easy to want to stay in the Philippines. It's easy to want to stay inside that group. That's what you're comfortable with. It's what you know. But my dad had the perseverance, the grit to say, "I'm going to take a risk." You know, I'm going to go somewhere where I don't speak the language, well, or I have very little the l- very knowledge, knowledge of it. Knowledge yeah. Of language. Something I'm gonna I'm gonna go places I've never been before. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna embark on a journey that is probably gonna be extreme. That is gonna stack really have stack up against me, but I'm gonna give it my best and see how it works out. And that's what it, that's what it takes. That's the American dream. Like I think people forget sometimes. I don't know if it's because we failed in history class or what. Americans' greatness is built on people who were willing to break out of their comfort zone. The Puritans broke like left Europe. To come here, the you know the settlers left Europe to start to seek riches and fame here. They didn't have to cross over a three thousand mile ocean and in, in, in a small hold of a creaky ship with barely any food. Like that's a hard road, right? Like the frontier was built in the backs of people willing to break out of the cities that were always already established here on the East Coast and go out and take a crap plot of land and hope they can turn it into some usable farmland or something. You know, maybe raise some cattle on it. That's what the American dream is. That's the story of America. People breaking out of the comfort zone. The problem is today, we don't have. A, it seems like we don't have a frontier anymore. Like, you know, we there was always something for us to reach. There was the, you know, the technological revolution, the nuclear age, the Cold War. There was something that was just beyond our reach, reach. that we had yeah, to get. We had that to we had to, to work it. to. You know, the moon landing is that story again. That's that story of hard work. You know, if you told someone we're going to go to the moon. That's impossible. You're never going to get right. there. But we kicked and we, we, we ran and we worked hard to get there and we did it. It seems like today we're just not willing to make those leaps. People aren't willing to make those leaps and bounds. You think some of it's, it, might be, it might be parenting too? It might, be the, it, it might be the parenting too. It could be too. You know what I mean? Could, yeah, because you know, every parent wants to, to give their child the things they didn't have, right? Correct. You know, and I don't want to say they're spoiling their children, but at the same time. I would. Yeah, okay, fair. But, I mean, every parent wants to give their, give their kids what they didn't have. And so they work. But are they teaching their kids a lesson along the way? Probably not. And and that's something I've learned also is that so apparently every generation has certain characteristics. And the baby boomer generation, our parents' generation, they they're 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 characterized by being hard workers. They'll work sundown to sunset. They'll work weekends. They'll do whatever it takes to provide their family comfort. And then in return, and because of that, they also tend to be they want to be friends with their kids. They want to give their kids the things that they didn't have. And I think that's also contributed to this millennial culture in a lot of respects. I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I just feel that maybe I know my parents, like, more my mom than anything. Yeah. She was really more of like, look, you're going to work hard. My mom works hard. My mom, she worked two jobs forever, mm-hmm. you know, and 
it was, I remember my first, I remember my job, my first job I had one night I wasn't trying to go to work. I was like, I'm off today. I'm good. My job called and want to call me in. I was like, my mom stalled me out. Oh, he ain't doing nothing. Hey, hey, phone call for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. My boss is like, hey, your mom told me you're not doing anything. You want to come in and work tonight? <laughs> well, great. I have nothing better to do now. Great. I guess I'm going to get up and make some money. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I think a lot of times these kids, they, you know, they just, they'd rather just chill or party or like, you know, they was trying to find, they want the next big thing or sometimes they want the, they want to get that, like I said, now they want that big money yeah. now. Understand that maybe hey, under, they don't understand the value of maybe sometimes a great place to work is better than. Would you rather have a great place to work, people that you trust, a boss you trust, mm-hmm. security than a job where you get paid more? But man, your job security low. They treat yeah. you like crap. Well, you know what I mean? There, that's something to it too. Yeah. You and know, I, and, and this generation is just there's nothing wrong with one. I'm not gonna lie, I, I fell victim to it too when I graduated college. Of I wanted everything now, like. I didn't understand the idea that, you know, my money, I can only stretch my money so far. So, like, I was, right off the bat, I was, like, buying expensive furniture, like, not expensive furniture, but I bought a lot of furniture and set myself up because I wanted to give the perception that I was You doing, made it. That I made it. The fact of the matter is, I drove myself into a hole a few times. I had to have my parents help me out because the fact of the matter is, I, I was spending too much because I wanted it all. I, 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 you know, I was a victim of the, of the crib mentality. You know, I, I watched a lot of cribs growing up, and I was like, that's how I want my house to look when I, you know, make it on my own finally. But here I am on a, on a, on a fixed, meager, very yeah, meager fixed. and fixed salary, <laughs> you know, act, trying to act like, um, you know, I'm a rap star. So, I mean, it's, you know, again, it's, 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 I think it's also it's embedded in our culture. You know, we've, we've, been, we've been raised on this MTV generation of, you know, I can be the next big star. Oh, my God, I can be MTV Cribs. And, yeah, yeah it's just... I'm like it's just there's a lot of different things, yeah. and the only way we could fix this is if, first of all, we have this next generation. Like this generation right now, let's just give up on them. Yeah, right, I'm just saying it right now. Give up on them because <laughs> there's not, there's no. You, well, they'll get better because no. they'll get better because they'll get older and they'll have no choice. Let's point out that as the older you get, the more experience you accrue, the more knowledge you make. Correct. You tend to build more grit as your time. But your time we should time. like with the younger generation, we should teach them the value of a dollar. The value of good work, mm-hmm. you know, and if they learn that and well, understand think, that, hey, look, doing work is, is more than just doing work. But if you do something, have pride in what you're doing. Yeah, and I think too. Also, I think people need to understand that is there's all work. Honest, all work is honest work, in my opinion. I think we've for a long time we've kind of. I think part of the problem as well is that we have given a certain stigma to certain jobs. Like, like they're they're like being like being a janitor is not is not prestigious. It doesn't you know it's not it's not glorious. You know what? It's a job. That that janitor is working hard to put food on the table. And that's Damn an, right. That's an honest living. That's a good living because you're taking care of your family. You're not out in the streets begging for money. You're not out in the streets trying to you know to hustle. You know, I think we need to let, let people learn that. Hey, look. Yeah, you, you may you may start off as a janitor, but you may end up as a CEO of a business someday. Right. You know. So I mean, there, you know, people need to learn that all work is honest work, as long as you're working. It's a shame. Yeah. And because a lot of people don't understand that, no one, no one goes graduate high school saying, "I want to be a janitor." Yeah. I want to be a custodian. No one says that. Life happens. Yeah. Agreed. Some people have better opportunities than others. Yep. You know, I mean, you don't ever ever go down on a man for trying to feed their family and put food on their table. Right. 
because people out there don't have jobs that would love to be janitors would love to do groundwork. Would love to do whatever. You know, what I mean, it's 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 a shame. Well, and that's like it gets to you know they come, people keep saying, well, you know, college is so expensive, and yet and and people that are graduating don't have anywhere to go. And I would I would venture it's to say true. Well, it is true. But I would also add, add now again I gotta look at the statistics on this. Uh, but you know, what are they graduating with? You know, are what are they graduating top of their class? Are they in the top ten or twenty percent? What's their degree in? What, you know, are there jobs are you, out there? Are you in? Are you getting a degree where there's a lot of op- jobs in that field? Yeah. Are you like? Are, are you? Uh, you know, are you graduating with that? You know, with a with a with a two point a two point oh or a three point five? You know, I mean, did you you know go out of your way to get an internship? Did you? And you know, because I'll tell you right now, I, I remember there were people I knew when I graduated from college. Uh, I knew a girl. She graduated with a marketing degree. And she found out when she graduated that everybody had marketing degrees and there weren't a lot of jobs out there, good job, great jobs for what she was looking for. And she was like, and she was pretty upset about it. She was a little disgruntled about it. You know, me, I'm a, I, I'm one of the lucky ones. I graduated with a poly, political science degree. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really sure what I would have done if I didn't go in the mil, into the military with it. But, um, I mean, you got to find something. I mean, you got to make, you got, you got to make it work. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but um, yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of people, and that's another thing. Some people they don't tell you when you look the job that you want. Sometimes it doesn't tell you like, hey, this is how much you're gonna pay, and this is how your job's gonna be. There's people that graduate college and they get the field that they get the field that they went to school for that they felt they liked, and they're in it, and they're like, I don't like this. Yeah. So they go back and they rechange their major, yep. or and this that, and it's just it becomes. That's a whole nother subject in its own right. Like yeah. college, college is a whole nother subject because college is like it's good, it's great for some people. And I've met, I would agree, it's not for everybody. Yeah, and I've met people where it is absolute. I think, I think it it's absolute. Final, like you it damaged them, it hurt them. You got to find something that, that, that fits you. But I think I don't want to say this generation is lost because I mean, I like for example, for me, when I run into a guy at work or, or a gal. Who is of that typical millennial mentality? I do my best to t- try to like mentor them and take them under my wing. But like, look, man, this is what you need to do. Like, this is how you, what you need to be successful. This is you know, like it's difficult because you feel like you're babysitting sometimes. But the same at the same time, you don't want to like this is the future of the organization they're in. You know, this is I mean, lo- love it or hate it. You know, uh, the organization I'm in, we're an apprentice organization. We 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 develop leaders from within the organization, right. and you can't give up on them. You know, they're there to stay. They're there. So, you do the best with what you got, um, and I don't think they're entirely lost. I think a lot of them do want to work hard, and they just need to be shown the right way to do it. You know, I mean, I think I, I will say what, what some good things about this generation is they they yearn for leadership. Uh, they, they um, I think a lot of them they they do want to be successful. They just don't know how. So you gotta show them how to be successful. Um, uh, that's a large part of it. I think they they are ambitious, which is not a bad thing. The problem is that sometimes that energy is misdirected, uh, so you kind of you kind of have to direct it. Into a, you kind of to direct it. Um, I for me, the biggest complaint about this generation is that simply you have to teach them how you have to tell them how to do everything. But if you give them a context for what you want them to do, like why this, if you explain them why this is important, they will go above and beyond to get it done. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Because, I mean, I've seen people, and some people in generation, you know, they're, I think there's, like, for me, what I used to tend to deal with, it seems like there's another, like, like 10%. 10% of the people I deal with at my job, they're, you can tell they're the ones that want to be leaders. Mm-hmm. They're the leaders. They're the one thinking, 
beyond the idea that, hey, I'm just doing this as a job. Some people are doing this like, hey, I'm doing this, but I'm also doing this to pay for school so I can yeah. do better. So I'm going to put in pride here. I'm doing good work here. I mean, they're grinding. You know, I mean, there's, and there's, you know, I mean, it's easy, it's too easy to fall into the temptations of partying, hanging out. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it's too much, it's too much temptations. Again, social media. Just oh, sure. It. It's yeah, really yeah, hard. Yeah. So, all right, folks. I think we've uh, we've hit the button. We're at 55 minutes now. I think uh, we've exhausted this conversation. Yeah, you know, man. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Please, please. leave a comment. Oh, please. Uh, leave a comment on uh, SoundCloud or Facebook. You know, we'd love to hear what you have to say, um, especially since a lot of our listeners are probably in the millennial, are maybe probably millennials or folks our age. Maybe you've got millennials working for you. I'd like to hear what you think. Um, and tell us what you think about this concept of grit. You know, do you know, did, did, does our generation have grit? Does it lack grit? Does it need more grit? And tell us what you think. Uh, and feel free to comment on anything else and subscribe. Uh, that being said, um, I'm going to be gone again for a month, but uh, a couple things you can anticipate. Uh, we're probably going to do a couple solo casts, so you can expect some solo casts from Mr. Locke. And you'll probably, and you can definitely expect a solo cast from me after I see Marvel's, Civil, Marvel's Captain America Civil War on Thursday night. Um, I will, it will be spoiler free. I don't want. I'm not gonna spoil anything for anyone, but I'll do a quick uh, solo cast there. I think Mr. Locke, you're gonna do a, a couple independent casts on uh, the wine festival coming up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Beer festival. Uh, Comic Con. Comic Con. Yep, yeah, around the corner. So the beer festival um, is two o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, stand by for that, folks. And uh, other than that, uh, I'm Mr. Figs. And I'm Mr. Locke, guys. And folks, have a good night. Thank you.